Welcome to another episode of Elevate Circle, a show that gives you direct insight into highly successful entrepreneurs, hustlers, and OGs from all industries. Hosted by me, Luca, aka Giega. Enjoy. Dean, what's up? How's it going, man? Bro, I'm super excited to meet you, man. <laughs> Good to meet you, man. You're, you're you? down in Australia, right? No, brother. Bali. Oh, you're in Bali. Oh, my team had Australia, so that's that's cool. Bali sounds even better. I the same time zone. That's what's up. Where are Got you? It. I'm in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Nice. How is it there? Hot, Peace but it's good. Or hot, hot? It's hot, but it's good. I love it here. I love it hey, here. I, I saw, I saw, I saw you running, uh, running in the streets, and everything was super calm and peaceful. Is that it what's is. up? Yeah, I mean, we had some rides a couple days in a row, but it, it seems like uh, things are working out peace, more peacefully now. So Here in Bali, there is no, um, absolutely no sign of anything. No corona, no, uh, you know, like the vibe is just another level. Have you ever been here? I haven't. I haven't. How long have you been there? Two years and a half, Dean, you're not going to believe me. I came for a 14-day vacation just to spend the New Year's. And you never left. <laughs> Bro, I'm still here. I didn't left. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy. But you're, you're an American? No. Yeah. So you're yeah, yeah my, my family's from Italy, but I, my grandparents came from Italy. Have you ever been to Italy? Yeah, lots of time. My wife and I just got married there last year. Wow. Where? In uh, Lake Cuomo. Nice, amazing, bro. I'm from Slovenia. That's the neighbor country. Yeah, that's a neighbor. Yeah, that's right there. <laughs> we all we always do shopping in in Italy. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, man. Yeah, pleasure is all mine. Hey, bro. Before we jump into, there was one question yesterday on my mind. I was thinking, like, you know, mindset, right? Mindset is what 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 gets you there. But did you always have that being graziosi mindset, like no. always since you were a little kid? No, I would bet to say I wanted it, but I, you know, if I'm just being transparent, I think I was probably like born a pessimist and I had to work really hard to be an optimist. Like I, I shouldn't say a pessimist more. I think I have, which we all do is that inner voice telling you now nah, that's for other people. You didn't go to college. You don't have money. You're not that smart. I think we all have that voice. Everybody watching right now, you have that voice that tells you you're an imposter. It's not going to work out. And here's the crazy part. And you know this. Not only do you have that voice telling you you're all fucked up and you're not going to make it before you start, then once you get in the game and start going to higher levels and you go to half a million, a million, five million, 10 million, 50 million, every, every bit along the way, that voice is like, whoa, 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 you got lucky to get here, but you try to go there, you're screwed, right? I dream big, bro. I was like, I remember I was like seven years old and stuff like that. Like the first thing that I can start remembering, you know, from the, from the little school and stuff, um, man, I was, I, I, if I would see a Ferrari on the TV, for me, it would just be like, yeah, of course, you know, if somebody can get it, of course we can get it too. My family, bro, it's totally different, totally different. So same I, here. I, so I, I want to share with you, not that, that was me. And mine was my mother, my parents got divorced, right? We, everybody's got their own thing. But my mom worked really hard to make nothing. And I can remember yes. probably the same age, seven or 10 years old saying, I'm going to just make a lot of money. Like, 
So when I say I was a pessimist or had that voice, I always knew I was going to go after it. I knew I was going to be wealthy at 10 years old, but I still had that voice that would always tell me you're not going to, like I had to fight this voice every day, but I wasn't stopping. And, and I think one cool thing about feeling it when you're young is you're kind of young and dumb. Like you're naive enough to believe you can. And I want to yeah. carry that my whole life. Like I want to carry that naiveness of when people say, well, statistically, it won't work. Screw statistics. Of course, if you watch statistics, you'll stand on the sidelines, right? So my, my biggest thing is, if you're watching right now, know that having that voice of doubt, that inner self-doubt is just normal. We just got to fight it because your friends, that inner doubt, uh, the, the parent or relative that's trying to protect you, you may love them, but they're wrong. I mean, it's at the end of the day, if you do what they do, you'll get what they have. And I would bet to say for you... That, it's Luca, right? Luca, yeah. You know, that's my son's name. Didn't know. <laughs> Swear to God. Love I have a nine-week-old son. His name is Luca. He's going to be a champion. L-U-C-A, <laughs> too. The... Crazy, crazy. How, how old? One year? Nine weeks. I have a nine-week-old. Oh, my God. Congratulations, brother. Th thank you. Hey, how old are you, Dean? Uh, 51. Bro, this is hilarious. What would you say how old I am? Oh... Come on, it's like... I can't even tell. 30s? Yeah, I'm 30. I'm 30. Just like a few times this week I got from people that I look much older. And I'm like, fuck, man, what's going on? <laughs> uh, but you look super young, man, 50. Hey, I remember when I was little, I would look up to people like my uncle was 30. And I would be like, yo, you know, he's like, he's old. <laughs> yeah. People, People in 50s didn't... They used to be done. It was. Finished. I know. <laughs> You're just getting started, right? I know. I think it's the first half. It is the first half, and I had to promise my wife it was the first half too, because she's your age. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stay super young, bro. <laughs> my man, but if I'm uh, thinking about how old am I gonna be when I'm gonna go to the next level, uh, I'm like probably 140. That's that's what what's in, what's inside of me, and, and I always always uh, had that that feeling of. Uh, I remember telling my grandma when I was little that that we don't actually you know die, uh, we just we just are reborn but don't remember the past life. And now I'm going through all of these healings and all of this uh, stuff here in Bali. We have a subconscious performance coach on the team, so this is like a it's a hypnotherapist. Wow. Um, and and uh, yeah, you have two. You have different ways of learning. One way is through repetition, so your conscious mind feeding information into your subconscious mind, and you repeatedly do one thing, so then it becomes a habit, automatic program, and that's what governs your life. Or you have these high emotional states or delta brain waves, um, which you can get in when you are uh, in hypnosis or where you are in uh, in meditation. And, and that's how you can learn. You know, like you put, a, you put a affirmations in and then you go to sleep and that's something that then instills yeah. in your mind. And I'm doing these healings like week in, week out. And I never had like troubled childhood. Everything was nice and normal, you know, like very, very basic. We are now discovering trauma for, from like past generations, from abandonment and blah, blah, blah. So it constantly gives me a feeling of not being enough or or just trying to achieve something, but just till you get there, you know, and then it cr everything crash crashes down and you have to start all over. And man, you know, like there is so much 
of these things that we people are not even aware of. We just yeah. Well, listen. One thing I'll share. And I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, who knows? You never know where a conversation is going to go. But I think that's really important. And you know, I did a lot of self work in my 30s. I mean, you're 30 right now. And here's something I want to share with everybody that's watching right now. Whether you're watching live or you watch this replay, I want you to hear this. Money has a bigger byproduct. Success has a bigger byproduct than you probably think. When I look back, when I was in my teens and we didn't have money and I watched my mom struggle, I just wanted money so I could take care of her and not struggle. Then, then you get to another level, then another level. But I never would have realized the biggest byproduct of money or success, and not, and not in a bragging way, is the ability to not stress about money and look internally. You see, in my whole 20s, I just chased not being broke. I was running away from the pain of my childhood, running away from the pain of being broke. Then when I, I started partying a little bit and enjoying it and like living and I jump in planes and go to South Beach, Miami, go to Ibiza, go to Cannes, France in my 20s, like I thought that was going to do it. And it was fun for a while, but it was just another Band-Aid. And, yes. and I dated a lot of different people and that was a Band-Aid. And when I realized, like I want to back up for a second. I want to share this with everybody. If, if I asked everybody watching right now, if you thought about the air in the room, you wouldn't because it's abundant. You didn't think about your last breath until I mentioned it. It was just happening. But if I was near you and I held your throat tight and you couldn't breathe, the only thing you would think about is the air in the room. And when you want success or you have lack of money, you don't realize that it stays on your mind so much. Somebody's choking you and you have so much concentration on success or wanting more money or wanting more abundance that you don't have time to go internal and do the self-work to heal the wounds of a child, heal the wounds from past generations, heal the abandonment, not, not, you know, not feeling good enough. And I have to tell you, for me, success, what helped me so much with being successful is I had to turn around and say, I climbed the mountain. I'm here. Now I got to look in the mirror and deal with this guy. And I had to become a better version of me. I mean, I didn't have to. I could have just done drugs or drink more or party more, but I, I reflected, right? And, and the more I was able to get that out of the way and become, look inside where you are in your 30s, if you're taking this journey now, what I'll, what I'll say to you at 30, and I know this sounds a long ways away, but think about in your 30s, the man you want to be in your 40s. My buddy Tony Robbins challenged me when I was in my 40s and asked me what kind of man I was going to be in my 50s and it really fucked with me. Like it was, I've heard that a million times, but Tony asked me and it stuck in my heart. And I'm like, what kind of man am I going to be? What kind of husband am I going to be? What kind of father am I going to be? What kind of leader? What kind of impact? Am I going to stand up for things that are an injustice? Am I going to look the other way or am I going to be a, a force for change? Like I started thinking through all this crap of like, I should say crap that I wanted to let go of and deciding who I wanted to be. And the only way I could be that person was do the self-work. But again, it's hard to do self-work or even think about yeah. it. If you're worrying about paying the bills or worried about getting your business going. And that's okay, that's part of the evolution. Like if you're in the middle of it or you're beginning or you wanna get there or you're ready to scale the business you have and it feels stressful, welcome to the club. Life's stressful <laughs> no matter what you do. If you work for someone else and you gotta, and you gotta listen to their rules, that's stressful as shit. If you don't do it and you don't have money, that's stressful. So if you're going to be stressed, if you're going to solve problems, you might as well solve the problems that give you the ability to work hard now so you can live easier later, right? Hey, I think, I think people, don't, people, people constantly say, yeah, it's safe because it's a job. 
fuck off. Are you really serious? Can you please think for a second? How can it be safe if it's in the hands, decision is in the hands of somebody else? Tomorrow, somebody decides to lay you off and you don't have a job. Guess what? I have a business. Yes, it can go to shit, but it's me who's in control. I'm not laying myself off. You know what I mean? So, and, and then when you said like this, um, when you're, people are constantly thinking, you know, they're going to have enough money for tomorrow. And that's what's suffocating them. Because even if you succeed at, you know, having enough money for tomorrow, what happens tomorrow? You just exactly. have another problem inside your solution you created another problem so i really am all about like thinking super super big that's when you get inspired and guess what all of these small problems you don't even have to deal with because they just are not there because you're going for for the bigger goal and if you hit let's say i don't know ten thousand dollars paycheck or 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 a check guess what you know now you have this much buffer before you need another one. So you have more room to work on something. You didn't create it, a new problem. You created a solution for a substantial, substantial time. And when you said that, um, like, this is my number one thing. When people ask me why I want to be successful, I always say, hey, I want to be super extremely successful. Because first of all, I know that if I'm not fulfilling my potential, I'm never truly happy. And people try to mask, put a bandaid on, um, uh, on there, um, you know, like saying I'm happy where I am. No, it's not true. I don't believe that. I think it's just another way of, you know, procrastination saying, Hey, I'm not willing to do more for something more. You know what I mean? But yes, deep I down inside in everybody wants a nice car. Everybody wants to have a perfect school for his kid, bro. Everybody wants a big house. If, if not, then why don't we watch uh, TV shows where people live in shitty houses and drive shitty cars and live unhappy life? Why are we so drawn to, you know, the happy and the big, and the big life? Yeah. Because everything is expanding, bro. The universe is growing and our nature is to grow, right? You're only happy when you're growing. Yeah. Listen, the two things that make us feel the best when you really boil it down is growth and contribution, right? Think about it. You know, when... Somebody said to me once, uh, more than once, but money doesn't buy happiness. And I call it BS because yes. that just yes. means you haven't given enough away. Yes. Like, listen, I love the fact that I retired my mom. And then a few years later, I retired wow. my dad. I, I mean, I've been, I've retired my dad since my, I've been paying my mom and dad for over 25 years, every week, a check, every three years, a brand new car. Right. Um, mm. But, but here's the thing I want to, I want you to think about, especially here in America, there's a lot of craziness going on. Obviously, you're you're aware of that. I, I saw you, um, you know, put the black box up on your on your thing. That's amazing that you're supporting from uh, another part of the country. But I want to share something, and I really want you to think about this. If you want a, a desire, like something that pulls you towards finding success, and there's no such thing as overnight riches. There's no such thing as magical money machines. You got to put the work in. You got to learn from people who've already been there. You got to work 25% harder than you think. Don't believe all the bullshit with everybody with their four minutes of Lambo. Like you see a 17-year-old kid with a Lambo and you think, I, like, I'm not knocking that in any way possible. Like I, I appreciate all that, but just don't think it's easy. But is it worth it? Hell yes. You know, I, I'm going to tell two quick stories. There was a gentleman I met um, named David Kekich. David was in a wheelchair. He was paralyzed from the neck down. He was jogging, got hit by a car. And when I met him, this guy was full of energy and he handed me this little card 
with Kekage credos on it. It was his credos that he had come up with his whole life. And one of them said, living the hard way is easy and living the easy way is hard. And that's just stuck with me forever because you can sit on the couch and eat pizza and McDonald's and watch Netflix. That's easy, but it's really hard being older and out of shape and unhealthy and have diabetes at 50, right? Yeah. You can be unfaithful and goof around and drink every night, cheat on your girl you're with or the guy you're with, like fuck around and it's all, that's fun. It might be fun doing all this shit, but if you do it for so long and you burn bridges and hurt people, you end up alone and sad. So easy now, hard then. You could work for someone else right now. You could say, you know, I have dreams. I have a bigger version of me. I have more potential. But you know what? I'm just going to play it cool. That's easy now to not step out of your comfort zone. It's easy not taking uncomfortable action. It's easy not taking in, imperfect action now. But when you're 50 and you're still working the same thing and you haven't filled your potential, I, I would say that's hard. So what I'd say is I'd rather hustle now. I'd rather go to the gym. Listen, I, I, not, but I, get to, I go to the gym every day. I eat healthy. But I'm 51 years old. I got an eight-week-old, and I'm fine. I'm going to live to 100, right, because I'm putting in the work. I suffered and struggled and had late nights and stressed and failed in businesses miserably and had to use credit cards and, and had my family tell me I was nuts. I went through all that stuff. It was hard at the moment. But now I get to live a more fulfilled life. And the reason I'm saying that is if money drives you, great. If it doesn't, then think if you have the capabilities to do it, what could money do to help other people? And that's the part, I wanna share just three quick things here. And I, I don't ever say this publicly and I'm not, I just shared it the other day on my Instagram for the first time ever. But when my wife and I found out and my kids, we decide each year where we're gonna donate money. When we saw how many kids here in America go to bed hungry every night, it got like our family decided to do something. I don't brag about it. I don't go on social media. It's not on one website. I don't make anybody feel bad if they're not doing it. But we decided, and in the last two years, we've donated 7 million meals through Feeding America, right? When we found out, my wife and I found out how bad um, human trafficking is and sex slaves. I had no idea that existed at that level. That still exists, right? I was yeah. totally clueless how bad it is. We donated a half a million bucks to that, to that charity because every $2,500 rescues a child, right? What's going on in America right now, listen, the way I raise my children, the people I hire, the friends I have, the books I read, I know I'm doing my part, but I haven't done enough. And yes. this media frenzy is going to go away. And when it goes away, the only way this is going to change if people keep doing it when no one's watching. So for me now, I'm doing all my research. I'm learning my family, my children. I have a 13 year old and 11 year old as well. We're all doing research on how we can help continually. And because I get to make money, because I lived hard, I can do that on another level. And I can hopefully make an impact, right? From where we stand. So there's a lot of different ways to look at success. All I'd say is figure out the one that's a burning desire for you. If you want that new car, good, feel it, go after it. If you wanna donate money and help causes, Feel it, burn after it. But if you, if you find that burning desire, I don't think there's anything that can stop you. 100%. My whole motivation is I never want to wish for nothing. And not in a, in a weird, like, I don't want to wish for things. I want to experience them. I want to be able to do everything. You know what I mean? Everything and provide everything. Because like you said, we live in this abundance. And I, I think that, People are too fixated on that, uh, uh, that it's, it's, it's hard now. Bro, 
is it really hard? I think, I think it's, it's hard to eat that freaking pizza because immediately first bite is nice. Second bite is whatever. Third bite, you just eat it because it's there until you finish it and then you feel like shit. You know what's fucking hard? Feeling like shit. Yeah. That's hard for me. And whole my life I was feeling shit. That's why I was doing drugs. That's why I was doing alcohol, putting that Band-Aid on all the time to feel good. But now I discovered, hey, uh, thank you. Now I discovered, hey, man, feeling good is easy. So I'm going to do something. I'm going to move a muscle so that it's going to give me a product of good feeling. So my whole day now is designed of just choosing the thoughts. Uh, let's say if I get one negative thought, I replace them with three positive thoughts. I do more work than it's necessary because if I go to sleep, I want to go to sleep feeling good. And if you do shit that doesn't make you feel good, it makes you feel bad. Man, it's, it's, for me, it's no brainer. But everybody's talking about success being so hard, so hard, so hard. It's not if you just keep on chasing small good feelings, but the real ones, not the mask. mask yeah. ones, you know what I mean? Because my, my biggest problem in whole my life was not my mindset. I was doing one thing wrong. I was thinking that, um, you know, uh, life is laying on the beach and not doing nothing. And there has to be a system for everything and autom automating all the stuff, which is 100% true. But man, you got to do the work first. You know, you got to do something that's a little bit out of, you know, your way that eventually makes you feel good and gets you there. But I was constantly neglecting this hard work part and trying to delegate, delegate, delegate. And you know how it is, who you are, that's what you attract. And that's how I was always, you know, spinning in that circle, doing something, but never was big enough. So I was never quite happy, always masking that stuff. Whereas now in the last two years, I was like, bro, I'm going to do everything that's necessary to get yeah. there because I want to feel good. And I want to feel good all the time, every day. And people go like, no, Luca, chill down. I'm like, man, what do you mean chill down? Like, take a break. And I'm like, but you, you take a break because it makes you happy, right? And they go like, yes. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do what makes me happy. Taking a break is not making me happy. I'm the one that realized that. Does taking a break makes you happy? Sitting down and, and chilling, okay, for a minute. But I think people are not like, you know, being real with themselves. Yeah, so here's what I want to share. In today's world, if you just desire another level, let's just not say money, whatever success means to you. And I would include, I would encourage everybody to really identify what success means to you. Here's what, when, if you're just starting or you're just starting the business and you're looking to scale, it can feel overwhelming. And the part that'll really get you is when you look at other people and you compare. And I'm just going to give you a couple little, couple quick tips. One, don't compare yourself to anybody else. You've heard it before. I'm not telling you anything new. But really, don't compare yourself to somebody else. Only compare yourself to the version of you last week. If you're, a worse per if you're worse off this week, or if you haven't taken action, if you binged out on Netflix, if you're binging out on the news, if you're, if you're not taking action, well, then you call yourself out on it because you want to be a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. Just create a culture of progress. We, we become better versions of ourselves when we feel we're making progress. It's not the end result. Right? I, I read mm. the book Shoe Dog, right? The, the, the gentleman who created Nike. When he got to the end, he thought there was going to be this golden thing. Like, I'm a billionaire now and I created Nike. And he said he looked back and he missed the journey. He missed the progress. So remember, progress will light you up. Growing 
making a change, making an impact will light you up more than the end destination if you look at it that way. So that's the first thing, progress. Number two is really just think about a compelling future. If it was a year from now and it was the best year of your life, you got to impact lives, you got to make a big change, you quit the job that was killing you, you scaled the company you already have. I don't know what yours is, but, but know what that compelling future is. And here's what I wanna encourage you, stare at it every day. Stare at it every day. You can't look at something once. You can't go to the gym over a weekend and, and figure you'll be in shape forever. Like the problem that's going on here in America, you can't look at it now that it's in the media and then ignore it and expect it's going to get fixed. We got to be diligent. We got to all do 20% more to fix something like that. We, we need a compelling future, but you have to write it down. And I'm going to encourage everybody. You got to look at it every day, not every month, not every quarter, not every year. You got to look at it every day and you got to point your ship in that direction every day. You got to shut the inner voices that tell you you can't up and you got to focus on it. And then the third thing I'd say is find somebody who's already done it and try to model what they've done. It's the fastest way to the end result is not your own trial and error because that makes you sit there and go, how, where do I start? I'm overwhelmed. Find people that have already been there and try to model what they've done so you can start off where they left off and again, the last thing I'll say is like going to the gym. You don't get in good shape for a weekend. You don't get in shape if you read one book. Mindset to me is something you have to work on every day. At least I do. I have to listen to an audio, listen to a book, listen to a podcast, remind myself, practice gratitude. I got to do it every day. This is, I'm not, I'm blessed. I'm a multiple New York Times bestseller. Big deal. But I write books on my last two books, Millionaire Success Habits and The Underdog Advantage. It's all on personal growth. And I still have to do it every single day of my life or I feel hijacked by negativity. I feel yeah. hijacked by focusing on what could go wrong, right? Yeah. And this is my life's journey. So just remember those few things, you know? And the last thing I'll say, just trying to dump a lot of stuff here in, in a, you know, 20 minutes or so is really watch your beliefs. I, I know that's, um, uh, you know, again, I don't think I'm sharing anything with you you haven't heard before. I get that, but maybe you can hear it for the first time. Your beliefs are driving you, not the reality of the situation. It's how, what you believe about that situation is driving you. So if you're having a bad day, uh, Luca, like you're sharing, if you're having a bad day, you got to catch that thought and go, oh shit, I'm having a bad day because I keep thinking about this. How do I get rid of that thought and replace it with this one? Y your story, your beliefs, your thoughts will drive you crazy or drive you to success. So just a couple little things there that seem simple, but... The older I get, man, the more I realize that the little things are not the big things. The little things are freaking everything, everything. right? They're everything. Yeah. Like for, for me, I have this general rule that I'm trying to teach my mom, you know, like for the past, uh, I don't know, uh, five years at least. Negative thought comes into your mind. Just consciously replace it with three positive. You know, that's that, that simple. It's not like... Woo -woo mambo, just like, hey, think of something that's negative. Okay, immediately replace it with three positive things. You cannot not feel good. Because you know, like what I see with people, like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but like, if, if somebody would tell you, hey, imagine, um, you know, a bird now uh, falling from the sky and just, you know, dying there. Wow, you know, that's such an unfortunate event. Like, I'm a big animal person. We have an animal shelter in Slovenia. I'm just giving an example. So now we would think of this bird and we would be like, oh, poor bird. Uh, she fe he fell down. He was felt alone. 
uh, now he was dying. There was nobody there to help him. We would create all these bad feelings, right? And the whole story behind it, and you just could not stop. It would be so hard to stop this negative emotional story. But then I would tell you, hey, bro, imagine um, getting that new Mercedes. Or I don't know, imagine helping 7 million people get their food. You would be like, yeah. And I'm like, what, you're done? Is, you already stopped thinking about it? Can you sit in that car, please? Can you feel how good it is? Can you drive it a little bit? Can you put the music on? Can you see the smile on the people's faces? Can you cook the food in your mind? You know what I mean? Whenever there is a negative thing, people dwell on it so hard. But when it's a positive, we go like, yeah, what now? What, what do you mean right now? Live it, bro. Feel it. Enjoy it. Yeah, and it just and that just takes time. You know, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a quick little example. This is I want everybody to hear this one. This is a, a real life example when COVID when the COVID first COVID nineteen first hit here. And I want you to think about this. In Utah, on the same street, about a mile apart, were two restaurants. Okay, two restaurants. COVID hits, and both of them have to shut down. About one of the owners was furious, right? How could this be? He was blaming China, blaming the, blaming the president, blaming, you know, everything he could really mad. This is a true story. This is not like a fable. This is a buddy of mine knows both of these oh, guys. Oh, okay. And frustrated and trying to get, you know, the, the relief from the government, trying to get the, you know, the stimulus money to help because he had to shut down. Angry, mad, kind of like arms crossed, pissed off, waiting for someone else to fix it. Now, same situation, COVID-19, had to shut down, same state, same city, same road. A mile down the street, another restaurant gets shut down. Three brothers go to Home Depot, they get friends, and they build an outside cover at the outside of the restaurant to make a really convenient drive-through. They go inside and they move the whole kitchen around so the workers could be six feet apart. Right now, the one restaurant <laughs> is still closed. The restaurant where they went after it and change is doing three times the business they did before COVID. So when you think about that, when someone says COVID, you know, coronavirus, just think of those two stories, everybody. One person is sitting at Christmas and saying, coronavirus killed my business, we had to shut it down. And the other person is saying, coronavirus made my business boom, we've got three more restaurants. There's nothing difference between nothing different between the two except for the story they told themselves and the belief they had. One believed this is terrible, but an opportunity. One believed this is terrible and someone better fix it. And and just that's the little shifts that we have to make. And it's the little things we have to be um, we have to be really observant of as they come in. Like again, and, and I'm not trying to reflect back, but it's such a big deal of what's going on here in America right now. If we believe we can't fix this, we won't. If we believe we yeah. can, we will. And, and I know that it's just, this is something that should have been fixed and changed decades ago. But if we're the generation that says, screw it, we're not gonna work, we're not gonna look backwards. We're gonna look to right now in this moment, what can we do? I believe we can fix it. We join arms, become the human race, and we fix it, right? That's the kind of diligence you need when you get to want to start a business or go to the next level. It's like we need that, that grit and that grind, and you got to watch the story, right? I know we talked about a lot of stuff tonight, but when people ask me at the end of a podcast, they'll say, what's the one thing that made you successful? Or, or if you could go back and talk to your 20-year-old self, what would you say? And, and, I, and I'll share this, and, and, and I know we both got to go here in a few minutes, but what I would share is this. 
the story we tell ourselves on why we can or why can't, why we can or we can't, is the difference whether we can or we can't. That, that's just it. It, it. The story we tell ourselves, and I know, again, I'm not sharing anything all of you have already heard. I see my good friend Evan Carmichael's on here. You've, we've heard it a million times. But how many times do you have to hear it to where you actually realize it is the path yeah. to success? It's not the magical money machine. It's not fixed by hitting the button. It's not getting in shape by taking a pill. It's not fixing your relationship because you read one book. It takes the work. But if you don't have the mindset anchored in, it doesn't matter how much work you put in. I'm, I'm doing this Elevate, Elevate Circle uh, IG Lives um, with you know, high-level individuals like yourself. Um, look at the reason, bro. I'm 30. And I've been blessed to travel the world and just, you know, really enjoy life, meeting a lot of successful people. But they would always give me a great advice, just like you're giving you right now. But I would not use it because I was not in the right time, in the right place, in the right mental state. Or somebody would just say work hard and it would sound so cliche and I couldn't just really apply it to, you know, what I'm currently doing and how I'm seeing my future. Now I'm giving these same answers, you know, what made you successful and, and this, this type of things to many different people. And they come up on, at the end of the day, it's the same sauce that, 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 that creates the soup. But, um, you know, it's a little bit of a different perspective. It's different person. It's different time. It's different vibe. And, and I, I want to share this with people that maybe they can early on, you know, grasp this advice and really use it. Well, listen, makes sense. Uh, it makes total sense. It's, it's my whole life right now. It's, I wish, I wish I would have had this advice earlier. I wish I would have taken this advice. So I feel blessed. I wouldn't change one thing about my life and, and I'll share with everybody. And, and I see Evans on here and he's an awesome dude. He feels the same way when you, when you find a passion, like right now, what I'll tell you, Luca is how you feel about helping people yeah. times it times five like legit wake up and think about the people who follow you think about their fears think about their desires read thousands of comments i promise you people always ask me how have you stayed relevant for 30 years in business how have you done all this stuff i've evolved because now i obsess on what people need more than any most anyone i know i've read thousands and thousands and thousands of my students comments i know what they're afraid of i know what they want to do i know what they desire and i care and i want to help simultaneously Simultaneously, it's allowed my, because I care five times more, my business has gotten five times bigger and almost like a byproduct. It wasn't like, let me make more money that I'll care. It's like, let me care more. Oh, holy crap, our business is growing. And I know that might sound a little crazy, but I'm telling you, there's something about whether it's karma, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, amp up your ability to do good, amp up being a role model, amp up delivering real value to people. Deliver like it's your family and your friends, and the byproduct will be next level success you can't even imagine. I th I think I think it has a lot to do with like when you said being a role model to somebody. If you co commit to doing something, you announce it publicly. Or let's say you know how how I how I tackle this is I'm in forex industry, right? The forex trading, mm -hmm. currency trading, and there is so many mentors out there. And I I'm not saying nothing bad about nobody. They're all doing a great job but they're only bringing people to 50 or 70%. People learn how to trade, but they don't really make money, right? So I'm trying, how I'm tackling this, you know, be five times better so you can provide this great service. 
I, I just design a business, bro, that if I don't perform, I don't get paid. It's my business. But if I don't perform, I don't get paid. That's how I keep myself motivated. Because if I would be getting a steady paycheck or, or, or anything, if my environment would be like, I'm the, I'm the king here and I, I, can, I can reap the rewards even if I do the job or not, then I wouldn't be as motivated. Now I said, okay, you know, you guys come trade to, to, to me, with me, with my money. Bro, I will, I will get paid if, if, if you get successful. So if you don't make no money, I don't make no money. So now we're in this game together. Now yeah. I'm going to be pushing and super caring. Like I, you know, like it means it's an extra motivation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and here's the last thing I'll, I'll share on that is that's a really good point. But imagine if you were paid based on the value you bring to the world to, or to other people. I mean, I, I know you've heard that. Again, I'm not saying anything brand new, but just imagine that. Imagine you're not getting paid because that's your salary or because you got the certain job. Imagine if your whole life relied on the value you bring. Why does someone work, you know, 40 hours a week at a McDonald's and someone works 40 hours a week being a CEO of a big company? They're both putting hard work in. They're both, you know, maybe like the, the person actually going to McDonald's, it might be harder and stronger for them to get there. But it's just the value that you bring, right? So ramp up the value. And I'm not knocking McDonald's. I have so many friends who started working there. My whole point is, Decide how much value you want to bring to the world. It's not just about the, the making the money is great and the byproducts are awesome. You get to help and serve and, and take your life to a whole nother level and solve problems. But if you really want to go to another level, the more value you bring, the more revenue that comes in. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And the more happiness and the more fulfillment and the more good feeling. And that keeps just everything in an upward spiral. Because either you're stacking small wins, small good feelings, or it's the other way around. Hey, can I ask you um, one last question? What would be the advice you would give to like an up-and-coming businessman? Like, like the number one thing that falls into your mind. So besides all the stuff I said and everything I said I meant, like replay this and watch it, I would say obsess on marketing, on ethical marketing. Obsess on influence. If you build it, they won't come. You know, um, you can write the best book, have the best course, be the best trainer on the planet, have the best gym. But if you don't have the way to influence people to come use your product, use your service. So the two things I'd say is with that is love what you do so much that you feel bad if people don't get it. Yeah. I mean, really hear what I just said. Love it so much that, listen, when I write my books, I love my books so much that I feel bad for people who don't read it. So I will obsess and I'll shoot a million ads and I'll do A-B testing and I'll do Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and every place possible because I know when people read my book, it gives them capabilities to do better. And I love my book, so I'll market that thing like crazy. If I didn't market it, if I didn't love it, I'd be like, ah, you know, you should buy my book. Yeah, it right? would be hard to do it, right? Because right. you feel like, yeah. So love what you do, so up and coming, Love what you do more than you currently do and spend 50% more time on marketing, influence, and persuasion. That, that's, that is the recipe for, for um, scaling. What is your, what is your current, uh, current product or service? What, what are you working on right, right now these days? Um, lots of, my, probably the thing I'm most happy about is what Tony Robbins and I created with the Knowledge Broker Blueprint, teaching people how to be in the knowledge industry, how to, how to share what's on their mind, on their heart, on their soul, what they've, with a mess that they went through that became their message or their, 
their uh, skill, hobby, passion. Um, that course is, I mean, it's, it became a movement. It's in 150 countries. It's 38,000 people strong. Um, so that's, uh, that, I'm having a lot of fun with that. The Facebook group is on fire. It's just a good group of people. Congrats, man. And where, where, where can people get that? Uh, if, they, if you want to see the training, go to deanstraining.com. You can watch a couple-hour training with Tony and I. Nice. Okay, perfect. Hey, Dean, uh, I want to thank you so much. This was, uh, this was a true blessing. I look up to you in many ways. And, uh, yeah, you're like a, like a really stand-up guy. I, I love you a lot. Uh, thank you so much for this. You got it, man. Everybody else, listen, the last thing I'll say is if we, if we want to make change, don't rely on other people. The last thing I'll say is, um, there's no knight in shining armor coming to fix any of this for us. It's on us. And it's really liberating when you just decide it's on us. We're not getting any handouts. The world's not going to fix it. The money's not going to come through from someone else. We have to do it. And once you and know that, control. and, and you, once you know that, it does give you a sense of like, this is on me. Then remember the things, go watch this again, gain the capabilities, set that big future, that intention that you stare at it, look at it every day, watch your beliefs and learn from people who've already been there. Luca, pleasure meeting you, man. Keep up the good work. Care five times more. You'll make five times the revenue. Impact five times more lives. Thank See you, you guys. so much, my friend. Enjoy.